with the latest Trots news. Welcome to Gatespeed. Dan Malecki is on the line uh, and the biggest talking point in harness racing for some time. A, is Captain Rabishing and B, since Saturday night, what went wrong? How are you, Dan? Yeah, good afternoon to you, Matt. Look, it, it, it unraveled, I suppose. Uh, I noticed he was sweating up a bit before the start of the race. Bit unusual, at least from what I've seen of him. Uh, he had to be stoked up to lead. We haven't really seen him pushed out of the gate before. So he was in an area that, um, I suppose, for Captain Ravishing's point of view, he, he hadn't come across previously. Um, but he was all about the shop as far out as the 600. I noticed him hanging in and going inside pegs. And it's remarkable to think a horse could be so wayward and yet still go so quickly. And 149-1 was the winner. And Catchaway is the top horse, don't get me wrong. But um, can Captain Ravishing... Well, if he went straight, he goes five lengths quicker. He has to. But... Um, so I wouldn't say uh, the cart was put before the horse. Uh, if there was anyone that was doing that more than anyone else, I think it was you, Matt. But uh, there is a desire to have a top horse, and I think he's there. But, you know, it's not without some some faults. And you made mention with Nature Strip before, and even if you took out his performance on Saturday, because he's an older horse, he's been around for a while. Earlier on in his career, he was getting him beaten in races that you couldn't think it was possible that he could get beaten in. Um, so don't give up on Captain Ravishing yet. I think there's better things to come, but uh, I couldn't believe how wrong the horse got it the other day. Um, he, he was remarkable under the circumstances, but the winner's a top horse. This is the horse that we couldn't understand wasn't put into the Hunter Cup or Victoria Cup throughout the course of the last 12 months. And goes up to Sydney and takes the biggest scalp, and who knows, he might even get a, a bigger race in the the next uh, fortnight. Yeah, I think there's too much of a sense of urgency with um, Captain Ravishing. He's not even, because of the, not the desperation, but the desire to have a pin-up horse that can keep harness racing heavily or more in the news. I think the every step he takes is analysed, every defeat's going to be seen as a crisis. And But as you say, the the delay, the weather... Uh, the impact that had on the horse, the fact that he doesn't know how to race yet, but he still carves out these amazing uh, splits. Um, I think what's going to be fascinating with Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin is what, how they work on the horse to get him to just rein himself in. Like As you say, he's all over the place. He, he hasn't yet got his action together. He, he's still very raw, but I think there's so much hype and expectation... Uh, with him that I don't, uh, they're not getting a lot of breathing room to just get get the horse going into a into a good rhythm and just build him up as a as a really top horse. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that was only his 14th start, um, so he's still lightly raced, and particularly for a harness horse. And now that he's a four year old, uh, but he's got to grow up at some stage. You can't be Peter Pan forever, can you? I mean, some of us would like to be, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But he's not going to live up to the hype if that is the case. So um, I think we saw uh, the best of him, uh, uh, which was remarkable in winning that Breeders' Crown final. It whetted the appetite. His first up run in the four-year-old Bonanza was outstanding, and he needed the run that night. But the way he sweated up to my eye looked like he's still going to have improvement to come out of that run, but it's just whether his mind matches his physique. Um, we saw Catch a Wave the week before. He drew wide, got back. Uh, he was very lucky to qualify for the Chariots of Fire outstanding horse as he is and yet having had that experience of getting around Menangle he was a completely different horse and ran right up to his best maybe even better sitting parked and that's something you would expect Captain Ravishing would have been able to do if he'd drawn another gate. 
I just wonder whether the wide open spaces of Menangle means there's nowhere to hide for Captain Ravishing if he hasn't quite got his act together. I, I suspect he's going to be more vulnerable there than anywhere else. Uh, possibly, and being in front, because uh, I think we had a chat the other day uh, about the only draw that could make it interesting, from my perspective, would be barrier number one, because I've found he doesn't, he seems to go really well when he's got nothing to his outside, and that's why he looks so comfortable when he sits up without cover, as he's done in a few of his big wins, that Breeders' Crown final, four-year-old Bonanza, he sat without cover, and they were going too fast for anything to go up when he's outside, so the other night, he seemed to curl up a little bit, whether or not that was some sort of intent intimidation, not deliberately, not not Brian Gath Safari style, uh, in this case from Kate Gath, but uh, Captain Ravishing, he, um, I don't know, he didn't look free, did he? He, he kept hanging in. Now, either there's a problem or he's going to benefit significantly out of it. I, On his previous performance, you look at it and think, wow, he ticks every box. Well, the other night, there was a very few box ticks ticked, yet he still run an extraordinary time on a track where they got, what, a couple of inches of rain earlier on in the night. Yeah, I thought he's... Effort. It's amazing to say, given he was a dollar fifteen, and everyone in the world thought and hoped he'd win. I thought in defeat he showed how good he was because he there were so many factors that contributed to him not winning. So what happens now, Re the Miracle Mile? Well, catch a wave goes in there. It wasn't initially at the forefront of Andy Gath's mind to run in the. Um, Miracle Mile, but his main target was the Chariots of Fire with Catch a Wave. So he's got through that. He gets an invitation. I'm sure Andy's going to uh, take it up. It's the right year for a four-year-old to win. I think over the last five runnings, uh, the winner of the Chariots of Fire has run a place in the Miracle Mile. So it's a right form race. And uh, they have uh, Mac Dan got in after winning the Newcastle Mile. So Emma Stewart's already got a runner in there. Mark Pitt drove it to win on Friday night. And then you've got the heats of the uh, Miracle Mile, which come up on, on Saturday night. So uh, whether or not there is room for the second horse, uh, Captain Ravishing, to get through, I, I think he adds more to it. If if we were running uh, New South Wales Harness Racing, you'd want to get him there if indeed he's going to be fit enough and, and, and right to run. Um, so a bit more might play out through the course of this week because if you're with Captain Ravishing, I, I don't think you want to stick around there unless you're going to be running in a miracle mile. And I tell you what, if he does end up there, you'll get odds this time, won't you? Just a quick one because it's 20 seconds before uh, this race at Ballarat. So in order to get in, he has to be specially selected by New South Wales officials? Yeah, well, last couple of years, horses that have come through the Chariots of Fire first and second have often got through. Um, and I think your main draw card, because he, he could still be favourite for that race, uh, I don't think you'd want to uh, dismiss him from uh, not being in. So I think there's a good chance they might have to have a chat with the connections and aim firstly, make sure the horse is pulled up OK uh, to see if he can benefit out of that run. Um, I'd want to have him in the Miracle Mile, um, right. even though he was beaten the other night. But I think you'll find out more about that through the course of this week. Dan... I've got to say that if I owned or trained Captain Ravishing and I had an option to run in the Miracle Mile, I think I'd avoid it. I think I'd concentrate on homing his skills a bit more rather than throwing him into a crazy race at the Miracle Mile. So I think the administrators would want him in. But honestly, if he was mine, I think I'd probably resist the temptation. Um, yeah, I don't know. So many trainers that will go to Menangle will tell you their horses will benefit from their initial start there. I mean, the only thing is he's been there previously, but for a different trainer 12 months earlier. Uh, he just did that much wrong. If he only did half as much wrong, he probably still wins. Um, I mean, in the home straight, it looked obvious when he was hanging in to, to the 
naked eye if you were watching the race. But he was hanging in well before that. He was going inside pegs from about the 600, 500 and could tell something, when I say something wasn't quite right, but... Um, you know, back to the old line of uh, Lee Matthews, if it bleeds, you can kill it. And it looked like there was some invincibility uh, that was uh, lacking at that stage. He looked vulnerable to my eye, and then he hung in he, over the concluding stages. Now, sometimes that'll happen because a horse is under pressure and they can't go any faster, but he'd straighten up and he'd find again, and then he'd hang in again. And clearly, if he ran in a straight line, he, he's going to get closer to catch a wave. And let's get catch a wave. Um, he's thorough uh, accolade uh, for winning that race because he is a top top horse but i wouldn't rule it out i would want to probably have a trial with him um at some stage later this week or early next week uh and see how he pulls up uh, as long as he's pulled up fit and well uh, i certainly wouldn't be ruling it out and it would be up to the, the discretion of uh, Menangle and uh, New Harness Race in New South Wales to offer him an invitation, but I think they've got more to lose by not doing that than by doing that. So I, I wouldn't rule that out. I, I, again, that's stable. They'll know what's best for Captain Ravishing, and if they're happy and he's fit and there's nothing obvious, uh, I reckon a different barrier uh, would help his cause. And uh, you see him drawn four and sit without cover the whole way, um, really, he's either got to take out the horse on his inside or he's far more tractable sitting parked. And some of his biggest wins have been that way. Or in other races, he just explodes and nothing gets close to him. So that's the key. Um, so, no, I'm, at this stage, I'd be favouring running him in that unless physically he's pulled up with an issue from the other nine. Oh, GSMS is cruel. Most overrated pacer ever has come through from one of our harsh uh, SMSs, Dan. What else? Well, that was is... the greatest performance I've ever seen by a horse that's done as much wrong as he did. And if you talk through the pocket at a dollar fifteen, um, you know, so be it. But I can't believe he went that well, considering uh, he just looked like he was trying to swim and had never been taught taught a stroke before. That's what it looked like. He absolutely looked like a fish out of water and still went that time. I, I really think his performance in defeat's remarkable. Disappointing that the expectations were so high, but what he was still able to do without doing it anywhere near properly, to me, was extraordinary. You're listening to Big V Racing, presented by Racing Victoria's Vobus program. Victoria, the state to breed, buy, own and race thoroughbred horses. I'm with Dan Malecki. Uh, here's a nice counterbalance. Afternoon. Let's just take a deep breath. Look at how much catch a wave improved after one run at Menangle, as you were saying, Dan. It's a trip away from home on a track that's so different to Melton. Please give Ravo, they said Captain Ravishing, one more chance. He did only get beaten 2.6 metres from Tony. And what it does do is give us a great sense of anticipation about can he get back on track next start and what are we going to be looking for? So I think the interest in Captain Ravishing is just as high because now we're wondering different things. Yeah. Um, what else is happening in the world of uh, Harness, Dan? Well, obviously the focus is up in uh, Sydney. Tough Tilly won there the other night. Went absolutely sensational. Talk about a horse that loves Menangle. Um, her performances up there have been outstanding and uh, she was able to win the feature mare's race and heads towards the Queen Elizabeth uh, next week. It's a, it's a top night there at Menangle. Um, as well as the, the Derby heats from the other night. Uh, so they're in full swing with their carnival. Melton, Saturday night. Andy Gath had a two-state double. He, he obviously trained Catch a Wave, who was just fantastic. And we're talking about horses that had a few little chinks in their armour. For a horse that's only been beaten five times, Catch a Wave had a few, but he was just 
on song the other night, just brilliant and much different to his first up run the week before. So the trip away has helped him immensely. But Andy trained Outlaw Man to win at Melton on Saturday night. Now, this is a former Kiwi, and Andy, uh, I don't know if anyone's got a greater record than Andy in, in getting horses uh, from New Zealand and then turning them into somewhere between mini superstars and superstars. And this pace has now had... Um, Nine starts in Australia with Andy and the new connections for eight wins, including his last seven in a row. And uh, every start he's been backable. If you've been following him, actually there was a couple of times he was short, but the last few in town, he 2.30, 2.30, and he was brilliant. His best win was Saturday night outlaw man. So uh, a lot more credit goes to uh, Andy and uh, the connections have got uh, a pretty smart horse. And on the strength of that win, He'll, uh, he'll keep going on. Uh, triple eight one Saturday night. Now he's going to head up to Sydney for the uh, heats, uh, Miracle Mile heats, the uh, um, Codina Chicken Sprints, they used to be called. Um, they might have a different name now, but the winners get in, and Triple Eight will head that way. He was really good. He, he, he was third in the Ballarat Cup a couple of starts ago, and uh, he got the right run. As a sit sprinter, he's very good. So he'll head that way, whereas Cranburn, I doubt will. He was very disappointing, starting favourite and finished down the track in the open class uh, race for the Pacers. And the Trotters won overall. Greg Sugars, Jess Tubbs, they got both the open class races, one for the Trotters, one for the Pacers. One overall, they've turned around, and he was outstanding on, on Saturday night. And uh, there's a big race for the Trotters, the Australian uh, Trotting Grand Prix next Saturday night. It's an all-trotting program at Melton, the Lynn McPherson Need for Speed Night. And on Sunday, it's the uh, the Pacers. The spotlight is at Horsham for the uh, Horsham Pacing Cup. All right, uh, fantastic. Uh, another SMS, Dan, and I'm going to play a replay of the, the big upset as well. Co-trainer said he would smash the clock. This is back to Ravo. He will go 146 to 147. I think they were getting well ahead of the uh, self themselves. The horse has always raced like that. Don't know if he knows how to change his racing ways so will never be a champion like everyone thinks he is. Oh, stinging stuff. Well, I don't think anyone said he was a champion. Let's get that right first of all. Everyone expects he could turn out that way. When you've only won one group, one race, it's more an expectation. And no one's ever mentioned the word champion, so that's got to be deleted from that text. Get it right or don't do it at all. Oh, I'll delete the text. We'll, we'll, we'll filter the... Well, not the... delete the text, but the word <laughs> champion, I, I don't yeah. recall anyone saying that yet because that would be totally unfair all right. to have put that that word, I mean, there's only a few horses that uh, have champion moniker next to them, and most of the times they've won plenty of group ones before you, you put that next to their name. And I don't think anybody I'd heard had called him a champion, but they might have expected he could turn out to be one. Well, and he still might anyway. I think it's great because it's good, good, good talking stuff, good fodder. Hey, good on you, Dan. Thanks very much for that. I'll talk to you later in the week, and then I'll see you in the flesh uh, on the weekend. And catch a wave. Let's not forget him. He won the race, and he was super, and he could turn out to be a champion. He's lost as many races as Captain Ravishing has, five, so he's pretty good too. Thanks, Matt. Good on you, Dan.